Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. If it's your first time here, we're happy to have you. So first up today, we are going to be talking about big tech censorship. They are once again getting out the ban hammer, I think, leading up to election season this November. Then the hottest new romance on Netflix is apparently a little bit problematic. Uh, maybe even promoting rape culture, people are saying, but audiences are still eating it up. It's... It's going to be a fun time, but maybe for the last segment, viewer discretion wouldn't hurt. So first up, big tech Gavin McInnes has been kicked off of YouTube recently, and you maybe hadn't heard of that because he's also been kicked off of previously Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, it's been a rough stretch for Gavin. Yeah, he's essentially nowhere right now. I still follow him on Telegram and Parler, but yeah, he's been deplatformed, I think, even further than Milo now, because at least mm. Milo still has YouTube. Yeah, and it's scary to see just how much these big tech companies can actually erase somebody. Yeah. Like completely erase somebody. A lot of people, I think, had always thought, okay, we could we could start our own platform, we'll go somewhere else. But we're really seeing that no, these people get stomped off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're they're gone. You don't hear about them. I didn't know about the Gavin McGinnis thing. Right. It and really didn't cross my did. feed. Yeah. Um, and that's very concerning. No, for sure. Especially when we think about we are leading up to an election season, right? The flow of information is pretty important. Right now, all the power rests with these social media companies. So we're going to be talking today also about why this should concern everybody if you actually care about democracy. So the way I heard of Gavin being banned off of YouTube was that he put out on his Telegram feed, I'm kicked off YouTube, y'all. 350,000 subs, 155 videos, 30 million views, 15 years. I'm told they're also going after accounts that feature me in any positive light. Well, I mean, that almost makes it scary to talk about this for us, but we're, we're going to talk about it. And I do also want to say that Gavin is welcome on the show anytime. We, yep. We're kind of in a crunch uh, trying to get this out while it's still topical and we're also getting ready to actually go to Texas, That's right. which is going to be a lot of fun filming with the Blaze crew down in uh, down in Dallas. But yeah, definitely there's it's not like we don't want Gavin on the show. He's always welcome. YouTube be damned. So we're going to be talking more about the events leading up to his banning. But first, uh, we need to talk to we need to talk to you about underwear, specifically the best underwear there is Tommy John. If you want to know the secret to staying sweat free this summer, I recommend Tommy John's ultra breathable underwear and bras. They have a range of summer-ready, breathable options, but their cool cotton underwear for men and women is like having your own on-body AC. Tommy John's cool cotton is made from premium natural Pima cotton for enhanced airflow, and it evaporates sweat super fast, keeping you drier, cooler, and more comfortable than regular cotton. I had never felt anything like Tommy John's material when I got my order, and it is so comfortable, soft, breathable. It is the first pair of, like, underwear and loungewear I... I reach for as soon as my laundry is done at Tommy John. They make lounge pants, lazy day joggers, Zoom ready tees and polos, whatever you want, Tommy, whatever you want, Tommy John has you covered. And they're so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So for a limited time, go to tommyjohn.com slash Lauren to get 20% off site wide. That is tommyjohn.com slash Lauren for 20% off site wide. tommyjohn.com slash Lauren, see site for details. So if you follow Gavin on Telegram, you'll see that he posted this screen screenshot that he received from YouTube saying, we'd like to inform you that due to repeated or severe violations of our community guidelines, your YouTube account has been suspended. Content glorifying or inciting violence against another person or group of people is not allowed on YouTube. I find this kind of 
ironic that this is what Gavin is being booted off for, considering right. everything that's happening now with the riots. Mm -hmm. Some YouTuber or like commentator who hasn't done any violence is being kicked off. What? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, given the way that YouTube and, and frankly, every other social media company operates right now. They're yeah. fully under the, the control of the left. Very um, biased enforcement of terms of service. For yeah, sure. we know that. And I mean, you could just you could go on like the main Twitter account on Twitter, like yeah. literally called at Twitter, uh, you know, 60 million followers. And they I think it says a black trans lives matter, black queer lives yeah. matter. It's like um, <laughs> right there. You already know what the political bent is. Yes. It, yeah. It, yeah. There's a bit of a hint. Right. And so speaking to the post-millennial, we have some more information about exactly what alleged violence Gavin committed. They write, McKinnis told the post-millennial that he believes the move was a preemptive one, as the platform may have been fearing that McKinnis would somehow mobilize a gang to attack the Seattle-based Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, a leftist Antifa compound set up in the heart of the city. I hadn't uploaded there for over a week, so it wasn't anything I said. I think they're petrified. I'm going to mobilize some kind of army and go attack Chaz. Seriously. Insiders told me that the FBI have begun monitoring my phone for that same reason, he explained. They, i.e. big tech and the media, are so focused on potential danger from the right, they are totally blind to radical leftists burning their country yeah. down. And um, I actually am subscribed to Censor.tv, which is uh, Gavin's own network, and it also has like Milo there and Soph. And I was watching the episode he put out about this, and he actually apparently on Parler put out a tweet leading up to his birthday about how they need to take the country back from these radicals. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that that post on Parler is what did it, even though it's on a completely mm. different platform and not really a threat. Like, that's not a threat. Yeah, well, I think they did the same thing with Alex Jones when they, they knocked him off every platform at the same time. Right. And I think Twitter was the last one to hold out, if I'm not mistaken, actually. But he said something on one platform and then the other platforms all kind of jumped in. Yeah, and that's also why Sargon was banned from Patreon. It's yes, he, yes, exactly. So it's like, it's not only now that you have to be user like terms of service friendly on the platform itself just you as a person yep. need to comply with the very biased enforcement of these social media rules so frustrating and what kind of makes this scary is that it seems like there's been a whole rash of bannings lately mm -hmm. katie hopkins who had like a million followers on twitter was also permanently banned and we have a video clip here that she put out kind of explaining why she thinks she was kicked off the platform i have been suspended as i've been told from twitter for using the phrase hung like a baboon um essentially somebody uh made a reference to myself of a sexual nature involving the f word and in response, I said, oh, he better be hung like a baboon, i.e. he better be hung like a donkey. It's actually a, a script reference from Blackadder. Many of you will remember hung like a baboon from Blackadder. It's in the Urban Dictionary as a funny expression for having big balls. And because so many people say it about me, it's actually in my Twitter bio as well, hung like a baboon. But that's the reason Twitter have suspended me. And that's the reason they went straight to the press and told them it's a permanent suspension. Yeah. So I don't really understand that personally. Like, is that. No. I mean, I don't I don't even like the metaphor is weird. Yeah. In and of itself. It'd be like saying hung like a gorilla. I mean. Are they known for that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, listen, they have a lot of testosterone, I'll say that. But but the, anyways, the expression I don't think even fits. So it's just a weird situation to me where it's a joke, obviously. And it seems to me like 
they'll, they're going to take any excuse that they can. Right. They'd already they'd already destined her to be banned from Twitter. And they're just looking at like for any excuse. Yeah, any right. straw that they could grasp at, and it's you're gone. Right. And and you got to wonder at the same time how many of right wing commentators are in that exact same category. Mm-hmm. Someone at Twitter or whatever Facebook HQ is following you, looking for something they think is bannable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and sometimes it's not even a specific thing that you've done. I mean, people like Tommy Robinson and um, Paul Joseph Watson, they were kicked off just for a general dislike of their content, right? I mean, Facebook for a while was saying it was because of. Tommy allegedly saying he wants to cut the heads off people, but we now know that's not true. That was mm, fake, but yeah. he still doesn't have his account back. So it's like... Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, there's there's no hiding it. There's no hiding the bias at this point. I mean, you can find thousands of tweets calling for the actual death of white people. Oh, yeah. Like, or the actually. condoning glorifying of violence, especially yeah. right now with the protests going on. Absolutely. Twitter does nothing. YouTube does nothing about those videos either. But if you're right, like, there, you cannot deny that there is a bias right now. And I think so many people are scared, specifically in right-wing media, because it's only going to get worse leading up to November, right? Like, we know what this is about. They're cleansing. Yeah, we've known this for years, frankly. I mean, yeah. it, like... After the 2016 election, uh, social media began to crack down more heavily, mm-hmm. and it became obvious that this would be a problem and, and would probably culminate in 2020. I, I'll admit that I am I am disappointed with um, any right-leaning Western administration, particularly the United States, though. Yeah, for that, not doing anything? For not doing anything. That was the most important thing you could do, frankly. Right. Nothing else mattered. The economy, I'm sorry, comes second in that case, in my opinion. Right. This is the future this of democracy. Is, right. This is like the, the economy follows what these political, what politics dictates, right? Right. And, and they're going to control politics. They're going to control the narrative if they continue to ban one entire side of the spectrum. Right. right? It's like, how do these right-wing politicians expect to win any elections if their most vocal supporters are getting kicked off of social media platforms and can't even contribute to the public discourse anymore because of these social media companies. So, I mean, they're pretty much dooming themselves to extinction by not doing anything. Um, And if the right can't figure out some way to combat this, then it's almost like we deserve to be silenced because we're so we're so impotent at this point. Um, Yeah, especially given a Senate and House majority at the beginning of the term. Right. Like it's, this has been going on for a while, we've known. Yeah. Still nothing. Um, so next up, we're going to be talking about how Carpe Donctum, the famous meme smith, has also been banned from Twitter. But first, uh, let's talk about LegalZoom. It is a whole new world out there. We're all facing new challenges. And if you need legal help to overcome some of yours, that is where LegalZoom legal fits in. Maybe you've been wondering about the best way to protect your family, or maybe you're thinking about starting a business, but you don't know the best way to do it. If you're looking to protect your family with a will or living trust, or you're thinking about the right way to start something like a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, or more, LegalZoom's got you covered. It's easy to get started online, and since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you won't have to leave your house, and you won't be charged by the hour. So visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of some important things you need to get done. And for special savings, be sure to use the code Lauren at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, code Lauren, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. And actually, speaking of things like wills and and trust. I think this is such a cool service because I don't know whether to be offended or flattered, but I guess since the show has started doing better, like my family members have started getting on me to make a will. I was like, <laughs> and I guess that's good. Like, I should I be worried? Are you planning something? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Carpe Donctum. He is a huge like meme smith creator of like funny videos and things like that. He's been shared by the president and yeah, that's right. just huge figures, but. 
what what actually happened is recently he pushed he published a video of it was this this little white toddler running after a black, black toddler and they're friends but he made it look like it was like a cnn fake news thing breaking news terrified toddler runs from racist baby we actually have a clip of that here but i wanted to give you a description of it if you're listening on one of the audio only platforms So, I mean, it's clearly a joke, right? Yeah. And Trump tweeted it out and nobody except for the low IQ journalists at places like CNN and maybe the New York Times thought it was trying to pass off as anything other than a joke, but they were calling it a doctored video. It's like. Yeah, Twitter Twitter actually had it labeled as a doctored video on the site before, I guess, eventually deleting his account entirely. Exactly. And actually we have, so Carpe Doctum, uh, Katie Hopkins and Gavin McInnes, if you're looking for places to follow them, they are all now on Parler, which we've talked about before uh, on this show. It's kind of an alternative to something like Twitter. You can post your yeah. thoughts, but without having to worry about this political bias. So this is what Carpe Doctum had to say about his ban. I've been permanently suspended by Twitter for the toddler video that President Trump tweeted last week. I received a DMCA takedown order this morning for that video and a few hours later, a suspension letter. Twitter has not provided me with any avenue to get my account back, so I assume they intend this to be final and permanent. And he also put out later, and I think this is true, if I had punched that white toddler instead of made a meme about him, all of this could have been avoided. Which is actually true the way Twitter operates. It's dark, but it is the truth. Yeah. And so I wanted to finish off this segment by sharing a little bit of an experience we've recently had with Mm -hmm. social media censorship. We are going in August to be part of an event called the Better Discourse event. It's going to be August 16th in Milwaukee. You can get your tickets at betterdiscourseevent.com. What the exciting news we had breaking this weekend with the event was that Milo Yiannopoulos, the infamous kind of the OG permaban person, is going to be a speaker there. I'm going to be moderating a discussion with him and Peter Coffin about whether speech is violence. I was trying to promote the event and Twitter, we have a screenshot here, was censoring the the post. And it wasn't even one of those things where you could reveal the quote sensitive content. You actually, if you wanted to see it, had to go and change your account settings to be able to see it. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? You're not the only one. Before we move on, I also wanted to mention, uh, I talked about the president and Republicans earlier, but yeah. but Twitter yesterday, uh, I guess two days ago at the time that you've seen this video, um, censored another one of the president's tweets. Mm-hmm. So um, Yeah, and I think we, we have that one here too. It says, there will never be an autonomous zone in Washington, D.C. as long as I'm your president. If they try, they will be met with serious force. What was the problem with that one again? Oh, it was a threat of violence. Oh my goodness! That's that's what it was. It was like, okay, you can't you can't establish like a, a foreign country in the middle of our. Then which I would assume is some sort of treason, right? Which is illegal because then you'd right. be punished. But that's just like the law is a threat of violence. I don't under. It's such a yeah. Standard. It's not. It's not the establishment and taking of lands. Yeah. Right. That's not the violence. The violence is is saying you can't just set up an autonomous zone in the middle of the capital city of America. Right. Somehow. I, I I I don't. We're in the upside down. Like this just does yeah. not make sense. And I mean, it, and with the better discourse tweets, I'm not sure. Is it are they censoring the actual any links with that domain, betterdiscourseevent.com, or is it they're censoring things with Milo's name in it? I 
I mean, it's like it's being run by Stalin over there. They're yeah. trying to erase people. I mean, I hope it's the latter if I had to choose between the two. I don't want Milo to be censored. But I mean, the fact is, Better Discourse event has people from all sides of the political right. spectrum. Liberals, I mean, a lot of people that are not necessarily a pro-establishment. There are a lot of anti-establishment people there, which Twitter is increasingly... Hostile toward, I would say. Uh, yeah, becoming part of the establishment. Well, yeah. YouTube too. We see it in every single social media giant at this point. Yeah. So I don't I don't know the answer to that, but but I hope it's not any kind of free thinking event <laughs> is being labeled as dangerous yeah. or unsafe content. No, for sure. It's scary stuff, but we'll try to stay going up to the election updated on just the, the state of social media censorship, because this is important. Now though, to talk about something completely different, um you don't have porn on Netflix, right? It's not allowed. But if there was something that is about as close to porn as you can get on Netflix. It is the new movie, 365 Days. It is a almost like a Fifty Shades of Grey knockoff, like erotic romance, but even worse by pretty much every metric. Apparently it's worse written, more graphic. It makes the storyline to Fifty Shades of Grey look like Shakespeare. Uh, it's causing quite a stir on social media for several reasons. We're going to be talking about why. Uh, but before we do, I want to make sure you're all protected at home with Simply Safe. What is the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated you never use it. And that is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your home 24/7. Order online with the click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in and your home is protected around the clock. You don't need a technician or salesperson to come and disrupt your house or your life. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. And Simply Safe was was named the best overall home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. So head to simplysafe.com slash Lauren and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Lauren to make sure they know that our show sent you and Simply Safe is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. So we have this post here by the Mary Sue about 365 days that kind of gives you a rundown of what exactly the, if you can call it a plot Mm -hmm. what happens in the movie and just it's so graphic i even had to censor the synopsis right so this is not a a family movie by i was blushing just reading what this is about okay it makes me uncomfortable but this is what they write they say let me explain the plot of 365 days to you as best i can the lead hottie is massimo um he is the son of a sicilian mafioso and five years ago he saw a woman on the beach the day his dad died in a mafia war he sees her now and immediately kidnaps her because he fell in love with her in that brief moment and once he has his destined captive slash love laura in his clutches he tells her he's going to hold her captive for 365 days to see if she'll fall in love with him. He breaks up with her boyfriend on her behalf and keeps her on a luxury boat most of the time. And she fights back apparently by dressing sexy and flirting, which ladies, that is not how you get out of a kidnapping. But then Laura falls in the water off the boat and he saves her. And that changes everything because then guess what? They're in love now and they decide to get married. And of course she's pregnant. You already probably can see why it's weird to have a romance based on the premise of kidnapping, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's not cool. But we, we see so often now in modern romances, like this trope of the 
strong, alpha male, controlling, rich, they're always, always rich, rich, always, yeah. always rich um, type of figure. It kind of, I think, started off with Twilight. That was the first one. And Edward as a character was problematic, but he wasn't that bad. And then things got worse with Fifty Shades of Grey, the way Christian Grey was. And there was like a whole BDSM aspect. And then, now it seems with 365 days, we've just kind of evolved to full on a guy is kidnapping a girl and holding her against her will. Yeah, rich man takes woman hostage. There was also the one recently i'm trying to remember what was it called you yes where he was stalking yeah 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 so and the, that that wasn't i think the author didn't mean for that to be a romance but when the netflix series came out because it was it's based on a book mm -hmm. people were romanticizing the yeah. stalker lead guy and it's right. like what no <laughs> this is not like, good your psychology is broken right <laughs> like i'm sorry but but that's what this is this is essentially you know you could go into like a bookstore and you find like the woman's erotica kind of section which yeah. are i think they call it romance i'm pretty but sure it's that's pretty the word for much it. erotica you're right but a lot of it is just written it's just like cowboys and abs yeah that's basically all <laughs> i see when i go too. in there firemen yeah. you know you know how it is uh rich firemen though yeah rich like, firemen. Uh, yeah. you know those, those guys i guess <laughs> but it's uh, it's funny because with all the talk we hear from the media about the kind of guys women are supposed to want and the kind of guys men are supposed to be, uh, feminist ally, very meek, progressive. You know, it's fine if your wife wants to sleep with her boyfriend and stuff and have you take care of her children while she does that, right? Um, there aren't a lot of romances glamorizing that kind of thing. It's almost like women aren't actually attracted to weak beta males well it's kind of funny because this this almost to some degree i guess you could see that there is that actual interaction here it's just it's the boyfriend who got broken up with by this guy <laughs> that kidnapped his girlfriend yeah like that's like uh the other side of it it's like yeah you're gonna get kidnapped by some rich billionaire someday is i guess the uh, this kind of primordial fantasy in some women's heads yeah and be held um, on literally a luxury yacht yes like, it's like I, I don't like understand. <laughs> I, 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 my brain doesn't understand it. I, I, especially if you're a rich guy like that, it's like. Why would you need to kidnap you don't. someone? Yeah, you actually, don't. you don't. You don't. Yeah. There's not even like a why. There's like you could have. Any, yeah, you don't a, need a to wide degree of thoughtery, right? Like it's, it's not an issue. Yeah, but so. I mean, it's. I feel like there's this overcorrection now because I, you know, the the desire for a obviously affluent, uh, assertive male that's very normal for women, right? That's yeah. kind of tale as old as time. But it's yeah. like we've been really pushed away from wanting that for so long now it's like we almost have to have these crazy scenarios where we're not supposed to want it but it's okay because he's actually kidnapping us and holding us against our will so it's not our fault we don't have a choice this rich handsome rip billionaire he just you know he wants us so bad we we can't leave we don't have a choice it's not our fault if we yes. also fall in love with him it's just i love what i love is the most delusional part of it is it's just like what qualities does this woman have right no she's a mary sue you're supposed to just like right place yourself in exactly her. but it's like you've there's nothing why would this guy be attracted to you of all women and yeah. it seems like there's no there's never going to be an explaining factor because he, just he sees is how special you are and right. he recognizes that. exactly it's like yeah i mean people probably do imagine that can be the case but i'm sorry you know you need to bring something to the table especially if you're dealing with a guy that can command almost any woman yeah right so that, he's that's just the like other the thing. peak of he's he's fit they're always like exceedingly wealthy i mean 
I know in Twilight, Edward was just like, I think he was probably like a millionaire, but then Fifty Shades of Grey steps it up and he was a literal billionaire. This guy is like a mob boss. So I'm guessing some some similar level of extravagant wealth. It's, extravagant wealth. And then you add in the caveman factor of yeah. he's like gooning people. Super controlling. Apparently I've been watching, one of my guilty pleasures now is watching people rip apart this movie on YouTube and like these video reviews. And apparently he actually, some guy tries to make moves on her at a club and he literally kills him. Like he just murders him. <laughs> so this is type of like, no, that it's an overcorrection. This is not romantic. And it's like, when, when you see people talk about this, they're either freaked out about how it glorifies rape culture or they're drooling over the characters, right? There's no, there's no middleman. I mean, it, where we live in, in Quebec, there's apparently an online petition to have it taken off of Netflix because it says a film that advocates the culture of rape has no place on our screens. And from the Daily Mail, we also have this Netflix UK viewers have been left divided over the Polish film 365 days, an erotically charged drama showing sex scenes between a kidnapper and his hostage. It's just, yeah, critics claim it romanticizes a forced relationship. It's just, it's a mess. Like, what is what is wrong with our, can we just have normal, healthy relationships anymore? Apparently not. Yeah. Uh, 2020, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, but you, you will maybe be happy to know if you are a fan of this, that there is a sequel in the works. I think this is actually based on a book that was a trilogy. So if you are... <laughs> If you enjoyed the story of this erotic kidnapping, there will be another out. And it's funny, I feel like from the sounds of this, this is like, if you're not familiar with what happened, Fifty Shades of Grey was originally a fan fiction of Twilight. I feel like 365 Days was like a fan fiction of Fifty Shades of Grey. Like we're getting further and further removed. It's like less yeah. and less about actual plot and more just like and the writing erotic just wish fulfillment. gets worse every time, right? Yeah. The quality is like now, this was written by a high school student, they find out, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what to say about these kinds of things. It's funny because it's like, you know, rape is the worst thing in the world right now. But yeah. simultaneously, you have people that, that like this is actually like very disturbing behavior. Yeah, of course, and, but, but for practice. women, one of the like most common fetishes or kinks now is like rape play. I'm not saying women literally want to get raped, but it's like a kink that is growing among women. And I think it stems from just a lack of actual masculinity and within proportion dominance from men now mm -hmm. so it's i can imagine that yeah what a mess uh as always we would love to hear your thoughts have you seen 365 days if you have what did you think of it i every time i sign into netflix i see it's like on the top 10 list of what people are watching it's like you you dirty dirty people <laughs> like, yeah. uh, anyway as always that's it for now we really appreciate you guys tuning in and we will see you next time